We are Coming In Hot, the podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beach for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sack. All right, everybody. We got somebody that I've known for so many years. One of the people when you meet, when you build relationships, they become one of your family. I call this man a brother, not just brother, brother. If you don't know who the fuck I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about La from Airplay Beats in the building over Zoom. What up, La? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, man. Oh, of course, it. man. And just so you guys know, Lai was my second guest ever, but I didn't fucked up the audio. I don't know what I did with the video, but it it, it <laughs> I didn't I didn't wait this long to get my brother on this we thing. We had to run it back. We had to run it back all the way in season two now. <laughs> hey, but what you been up to, man? How you doing? How you feeling? <laughs> Doing good, man. Just um, just taking care of the family, coming off this COVID. Yeah. The whole family got it, so we're just recovering from all of that. So. Oh, you so, got the Omicron? Everything's back on, on track. The, the family at the Omicron? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep, on okay. Christmas, so. Oh, yeah. so man. We made it out. Okay, yeah, because um, I, I'm just getting uh, – I had – Pretty much all my staff have been out since the beginning of the year, you know, so <laughs> this thing's been wiped through the whole goddamn restaurant, all restaurants, food trucks. But, um, you know, we, we, we made it through. Oh, yeah, the whole city, man, the whole city. Yeah, man, it's, it's mm-hmm. been bad out there. But, you know, one one thing that you know I wanted to bring you on here for other than just you know being being you know one of my best friends in the whole world I wanted people to hear your story because you know you one of the top producers out of Sacramento uh music producers you know like you got your hands in a lot of shit around the city you know so many people I I'm telling you um, so where are you from? How'd you get to where you are right now, man? So I know you from SAC, but what part of SAC? I'm from the real East Sacramento, like not the East Sac, what, what everyone else calls it, but like by Rancho, Lincoln yeah. Village and, and Rosemont. That's what we call East that, Sac. That, that Curtis Park, <laughs> no, huh? No, not Curtis Park. <laughs> not over there. Easter. More Easter. Yeah, East Sac. <laughs> but um, yeah, I grew up in Rosemont. Um, they didn't have a high school back then, so I had to go. My mom shipped me off to Mariloma, but mm-hmm. but I've been doing music and sports just my whole life. Mm-hmm. That's what my whole life. I was five. Music and sports put me in there. You know, uh, baseball, soccer, drum, saxophone, all of that. So my weeks were busy. Yeah. Every week, every day was a practice, a, a lesson, something. So that's how I came real structured. So Yeah, so when I first met you, um, you know, it was freshman year. I think we were, um, I don't know if I was on the soccer team. That first year at Mariloma, I almost flunked out. I don't know if you remember that. But 
I didn't play no sports. I remember it but, all. Like, yeah, yeah, but you was the only other brother that played soccer. It was just me and you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't find too many of us <laughs> that just play soccer, baseball. I played basketball. But, you know, like, it was it was always a joy to be like, oh, shit, you know, next year when I get my grades up, you know, I'll be on the team with Lai. But, mm-hmm. you know, but one of the things that really stood out was your uh, your family. And, you know, like your moms, your pops are still together. Your, your brother, you know, he used to punk us back in the day. You know, but you know what I mean? But I just remember walking into your house the first time and your your living room was like a studio. Like you had the piano, you had the saxophone on the wall. I think you had like a, a bass guitar or something like that. Mm-hmm. So how far did that go back with your music background? Did you know, was it just one of those things where your parents were in the music and then, you know, you kind of just followed behind them? Like how how did that music play a part in your life growing up? Well, my mom always was big on on playing records, vinyl in the house. Mm-hmm. So that was there from the beginning. My dad always had to, uh, he'd be out in the garage with his, with his homies, with his little cigarettes. Doing and his little, thing. His brandy <laughs> with his homies, <laughs> bumping the OJs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the piano and drums was always in the house. My mom put me in lessons at five. My brother was already taking guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. And then I started sax lessons at seven. And then I just led up all the way through till college. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And, um, you know, to, to fast forward, you know, and we, we're going to jump around here, you know, yeah. this is how we talk. So moving right. forward, I, you know, I also, I remember when you brought your beat machine to my apartment over at Bell Cottage Apartments. We was out there. <laughs> hey, hey, there's a few things we ain't going to be able to say on this because our, our kids are a little bit older. But, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> but I just remember you coming in with this beat machine and I, I had a keyboard back then. And I just mm-hmm. remember you like, oh, this is how you do it. And I'm just like. Hey, what's the T four right now? Because we we was huge in the hip hop, you know, but we never really, you know, talked about like a, a, a almost a, a future in music or anything like that. You, Scott, you know, you guys had your band, but how did what you were doing uh, with your band transition you into this producer role that you know you and your brother? We're gonna dig mm-hmm. in a little bit deeper on it, but. You know, how did it come about where you was like, let me get this beat machine and just get get busy? Well, when when the when the sports stopped after baseball ended, I, I just dumped, you know, full speed into the music. So I started I started going around to different studios. I don't know how I got into it, but I started seeing other people with beat machines making beats and, and hopping on keyboards. And I was like, I can do that. Yeah. Without even thinking about it that's easy yeah so i went and 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 got me a credit card ruined my credit there you go we all did at 18 (laughs) brother i had the eddie bauer card (laughs) got my rush card (laughs) (laughs) went and got ruined that at first but i got got all the stuff that i needed and everything and then i started making beats started started getting a little catalog and then my brother started believing in me my mom started seeing it so then they started helping. 
Okay. Adding on to what I had and went from there. Yeah. So, you know, is it, is this something that, you know, your, your kids are doing as well? Are you passing it down? Are, are, are they, you know, like into music or, you know, are they kind of on their own path? I know LJ is really big into his sports and stuff like that, but are they following in your path or they on Bernadette's path? Like how, how is that working in your, your family right now? Uh, well, my daughter, I had her in violin for mm-hmm. a few years, but see, she didn't cut out of there. She got out of there like uh, her sophomore year. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't want to continue on. So, I mean, I tried to introduce him to it, but it didn't, it didn't stick. Like LJ, he knows how to play the drums. He knows how to make beats and everything, but it don't stick. And I can hear him singing a little bit. It, mm-hmm. It's all in him, in yeah. both of them, but I just let him do their own thing. I don't like to force him on nothing, but... Yeah. Let yeah. them choose their own path. Mm-hmm. So you have, you know, your your kids are older than mine, but they're kind of, you know, I got the fourteen year old and I got the six year old. How old are your kids? Eleven and seventeen. One's about to be eighteen in, in about a week or two. So oh, okay, shout out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn, we old. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember holding her. Adults, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, because I'm I'm kind of in that realm right now. I got the six year old, and I put her in everything. When do you start mm-hmm. letting go of let them find their own way? Um, I think I started that like maybe around from the beginning, pretty much, because I don't want them doing something they don't want to do. I, I introduce everything to them, yep, and it just kind of filters down. And like now, my daughter's just it's all filtered down to mainly soccer. Okay, and so now she's getting looked at from colleges and okay. things like that. And, if she gets into college playing soccer, my job is, is I did it. Yeah. That's, that's what I, that's what I did it for. So mm-hmm. it'll, I, I think starting from the beginning, just throwing them and everything, it'll, it'll slowly filter out. Yeah. Once they get to high school. Yeah. Now uh, mm-hmm. that, that's what I, you know, I'm doing with my daughter right now. She's in soccer, karate. Uh, she's mm-hmm. in gym. Uh, we're going to put her in a uh, dance pretty soon here. Cause she just be over there dancing around the house. Um, so trying to get her into that. Um, but back, back to the music though, because you started with MCF, you know, like you guys were blazing a trail in Sacramento. Um, and now it's airplay beats. So what's the difference between what you were doing with MCF records and now what, what you're doing with the uh, airplay beats? So the MCF was like a, it was like a production company and um and a record label. So we were trying to. You're put managing out. too, right? My brother was. Okay. I was just more on the producer end and okay. things like that. But you know, we tried to run a label, had tried to assign artists and put records out and things like that, and that always turns into a situation. You know <laughs> what kind of situation? <laughs> <laughs> it always turns into a situation. Always some type of we're not doing enough for the artists or the artist isn't doing enough for themselves or they think they should be getting more money on this, but they forgot that we paid for all this studio time and it it, it just turns into a mess. Yes. And so after doing that about what three or four different artists, you know, we needed to get a whole new identity. And how how many years did you have MCF? 
that was for about 16, 17 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started it started filtering out just like the kids when you put them in something it starts filtering out we yeah. started it started making more money just on just the instrumentals okay on tv and sending the beats out and not worrying about artists mm-hmm. you know it, it's less investment but you make more back on it yeah yeah and so so and our beats are on the air and on tv and the radio so that's why we kind of turned it into airplay beats just leave it at that we ain't putting nobody out we're not <laughs> signing anybody we're just we just put out records albums instrumental albums and all those albums that we put go into music libraries shows and artists come picking the library and that's that's what we're doing now so. so you're just putting your beats right now into pretty much a database artists go in there it's just like, you know, because I, I remember going to your studio and you have 10, 15, sometimes 20 motherfuckers in there and mm-hmm. you just playing beats, mm-hmm. you know. So it's you guys took that piece out of it. Is it I'm sorry. Is this where the industry is right now or is it just, is it still people going into the studio, you know, just listening to beats? And, you know, just going, uh, you know, going into the booth and laying it down. So you're saying it's more, everything's just more digital now. Yeah, a lot of producers are selling beats online. They got their little website, they lease beats, and they sell them exclusively. So when you lease beats, you can, you can lease one beat for $10. So okay. you'll have a beat, about 30 different rappers are rapping over the same beat because mm-hmm. all they want to invest in their self was that $10 for that beat. And it's a low quality beat too. It's not even tracked out. It doesn't have, it's not mixed all the way. It's just a regular MP3. Okay. So a lot of people are eating off of that. And, but yeah, so you have those leases, then you have exclusive beats where you can sell for, you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand dollars. Okay. You sell a few of those every now and then, but yeah, everything's digital mainly. So most of it. COVID too. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's, it's leased beats. How? So you're you're selling, you're leasing this beat for ten bucks, and can they put it out, or do they still have to come to you and be like, hey, you know, we think this is good for the radio. Can we buy it from you? How does that How does that breakdown work, La? Yeah, they can still put it out, but okay. if they if it starts picking up traction. Then they'll say, you know, we want to buy this exclusively. Mm. So it's a rent to own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they just keep renting it. If it if it don't blow, it it's just you'll you'll hear another person on it rapping. <laughs> you'll hear another one rapping on it, and they get mad at us. You yeah, know, that's just how the business is. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. I didn't know it got mm-hmm. like that digital. Like I, I just remember going into your studio and you know, it'd be you, Scott, and your brother, and then you know, like there's a bunch of other dudes like coming in and out. But you said that you know when these guys were like coming there, like they just hop in the booth and just be talking reckless, and you know, but that's your job is just to listen mm-hmm. to this. So you're literally sitting there for hours all night listening to trash music. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's the engineer part of it. And oh, so, okay. 
I mean, I'm I'm more of a producer. Okay. I did the engineering every now and then, you know, just to, because I could. I had all the ability to do it, but I didn't enjoy the engineering part of it. Yeah. Because I didn't like hearing everybody's music <laughs> for, for eight hours a night. You know, I just yeah. wanna I just wanna be able to send the beat off. You know, you rap on it, send it back to me. Let me know how it sounds. Yeah. Let's go up from there. That's what I like to do. That's where the money is. And, <laughs> right. and it's and less time. Shit. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so where are you at with your music right now? Because I know you just dropped, um, when we first talked last year, you dropped your, um, your, your instrumental album. How is that mm-hmm. doing? Um, you know, like where, what, what vibe are you in right now? Cause that was more of a Caribbean vibe, which I really loved, yeah. you know, and you know, it's on the beginning of starting the intro, like every mm-hmm. week I'm sitting here thinking live from airplay beats, you yes, know, sir, appreciate uh, that. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. man, shit, that's the least I can do. So where, mm-hmm. where's the vibe at right now? Last year is the Caribbean. Well, we actually dropped two more after that one last year. So we had the, the Caribbean vibe. Then we had um, one called the Sacramento edition. So it's like the little how the Sacramento beats are going right now. Mm-hmm. Like the younger Sacramento rappers, it's that on that vibe. And then the third one is more like drill music, like that UK, Ooh, New York drill yeah. music type of thing. So, so we dropped three projects last year. So I'm going to keep dropping this year. I try to drop every three months. Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'll send them all to you. <laughs> make, sure, yeah, make sure you're sending this stuff, you know? But <laughs> but during this whole thing, um, Habit Threads came through, too. You you out mm-hmm. here doing your thing with the bucket hats. I still yes, need sir. my bucket hats. You know this hey. is going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right <laughs> Yes, sir. Yep, that's the new venture. Yeah, man. So how's that going? How'd that come about? Um, yeah, talk talk about the bucket hats. Yeah, we just needed something new, you know, um, to branch off from the music because the music can help us get these buckets off because mm-hmm. it's, it's part of that culture. So, mm-hmm. but, um, and we did all that, you know, that um, the ancestry stuff and stuff like that. So we found out what our culture was back in Africa from the Congo and all mm-hmm. that. So this is kind of, touching base with our roots, our African roots, the habitat. Okay. And, and we always got a habit of staying fresh. Yeah. So that's how we put together the habit threads. We got four animals on there. Mm-hmm. The lion, the zebra, the elephant, and the cheetah. Okay. And it's and our slogan is focus on commitment, have the courage to be an individual. That's what's up. And each animal record represents each one of those, those words, focus, individuality, commitment, and courage. So. Wow. So that's how we came up with all that. Man, you're always so fucking deep live, man. I always know, <laughs> especially with me and you, there ain't nothing on the surface. No, yeah. I try to dig in a little bit, <laughs> a little taste. <laughs> no, all that damn Wu Tang we was listening to back oh, in the day, man. that damn Jizz Genius brought it all out of us. in the soul, man. <laughs> Hey man, so what's next for Habit Threads? I know you got some, uh, I know you got some cooking. Yeah, we got um we're actually gonna be doing a lot of vendor spots so this mm. summer coming up. So um if you go to our website, habit-threads.com, we'll be putting up all this the vendor spots will be uh hitting up this spring and summer. So those we'll be doing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Get that get that name out there. So that's the next step. And we'll probably drop off a few hats at a couple of little mom and pop stores too, mm-hmm. and asking for them. So 
Okay. Oh, I love it, man. So, you know, one one thing, and, you know, I just brushed on it a second ago, um, our love for the woo. You know, we throw them W's up every time we can. Oh, man, come on. You know, um, so there's a, there's a few different ways we could go about this because we – we watched the Wu Tang Saga, the you know the the Hulu um, show. How do you think it's going? I didn't finish the second season yet, mm. but um, I'm still about halfway through it. But I, I, I love it. Yeah, I think it's dope. It's it's what we've been. It, we can see what they've been talking about for the past few years. So yeah, and I didn't I didn't know they were as as gangster as they actually are. Yeah. Rizza, especially. Yeah, I just don't like the actor too much. The Rizza actor, yeah. but everything else is smooth with me. Yeah, he's he's a little spazzy, and I think <laughs> uh, you know, like just listening to interviews about the the Hulu show, um, a lot of um, the the members are like, man, that guy is, he's wrong for the, you know, I, I guess like his accent is, is like too overdone. I guess he's a good actor though. Yeah. No, he's a good actor. It's just the way he talks. Like it's like, you know, and for years we've heard RZA talk and it just doesn't, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't sound like him, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe the mannerisms, but you know, the way he talks is just like, this is, I can't, I can't get with it. And, you know, and, and now they got books coming out. You're the one that told me I need to read you God's book. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. opened my eyes up on so much that was going on. And Man. then the, the saga came out. And have you read Ray's book? Ray has a book. Ray has it from staircase to stage, bro. You better <laughs> go on Audible and download that today, baby. <laughs> I'm right on it after nah, this. Hey, man, it opened up my eyes even, like, way more, you know, uh, like, th- just the disconnection, but the loyalty that mm-hmm. these nine, ten guys have for each other, you know, I don't know if I could do it. You know, like, how how these guys got took, took, in this, took out the whole equation uh, oh, of man. the money thing. You know what I mean? Like the money situation is terrible. And it's still going on to this day, lie. That's the thing mm. about it. So I'm gonna give you a scenario. If uh-huh. you're Rizza, Chio's uh divine, and then you got the woo, how would you how would you deal with it? Would you be with your brother or would you be with your brothers? <laughs> Uh, I'd have to bridge the gap somehow because we all we all in it together. Yeah. So Divine was there just as long as every the other guys, whether he was on the on on the on the records or not, but he was on there. Yeah, on the writing, on the back of them. And it, so, and the thing man. about um, artists or you know even my employees, I don't think they mm. understand how much goes into management. You know, yeah. like there is so much red tape and I, I think, you know, like, and I, I don't know their situation. I'm just, you know, this is all hearsay, uh, mm-hmm. and, but I, I love what the Wu did for just the whole culture in our generation, at least, you know, but I just think when you don't go into business with a business mind 
And then mm-hmm. you hit 10 years down the road and you're like, oh, well, you know, you did this to me. I I kind of put it on the Wu really? members. Oh, the, the members, yeah. I put it on the members myself, you know. But RZA, he could have stepped in at any time and said, yo, we need to split this shit down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't go in with any type of business mind at all. None of them. (laughs) They were still in the streets. Yeah. You know, and I I don't know nothing about no New York streets. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I think Staten Island streets are even different than New York was. (laughs) It really (laughs) is, man. Gambinos and all of that. Yeah, man. uh, I think Ghost was saying that he was in a shootout with the Delphonics in the car. (laughs) Ghost, man, I'm waiting for his book. Oh, because that's a story that you don't even really understand because like even him he you know like i just watched i just uh watched the drink champs with him and ray and mm-hmm. he he was like iron man like nah i wasn't even into that one like he said iron man ain't even a good album to him wow you I know what that dude <laughs> bro i know you're a busy man but you got that earpiece in that's that's all i do all day <laughs> i just got my earpiece in just, just listening to shit but mm-hmm. you know when he when he said that I was like that you know like other than you know Liquid Swords is my favorite, but you know and then only built for Cuban links. But number three, a solid number three is Iron Man. Yeah, who? Do you, what? Which one does he like? Uh, Supreme. He didn't really even say. I no. I think even Supreme clientele like because he was going through a bunch of shit. You know, because he was on that dust and. <laughs> I, you know, like oh, yeah. I, I know they were smoking dust back then, but he was mm-hmm. like, dude, I was like on it, you know, like he, he, and it, and I went back and I listened to Iron Man because he was like, I wasn't even on two of the records. So I went back and he's really not on two of the records. <laughs> that album, I went back and listened to that one too. I just got both of those on vinyl. So I've been really mm-hmm. digging into them. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I haven't noticed that though. That he has yeah, go listen songs. to it again. I, I just picked up my vinyl and I had Supreme clientele in there, man. You know? Okay. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. I, I might have to go purchase me a few turntables and get back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I, I've been do, I, that's what I've been on lately, man. Oh, you have? Okay. Just, I mean, just listen. I ain't trying to uh, do no... Uh, <laughs> no mixing and scratching. Just listen. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds so much better on vinyl, man. You know, these kids mm-hmm. would never know. I know we sound like two old men over here, but oh, man. man, that that crackle of vinyl, oh, you can't replace that shit. Nah, I don't care was... how how clear your you know your Spotify and all this shit is, man. There ain't no. <laughs> they don't even know that. They don't even know how the, the skip of the CD sounds either. Oh, they don't. <laughs> And we used to put up with some skipping ass CDs. Oh, man. <laughs> Your favorite one, skip at the same spot every time, man. <laughs> you got the damn toothpaste out. <laughs> Just anything. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hey, so um, we, we went through the woo stuff. Um, and 
I, I think I told you about this, um, this idea I had, because um, one thing that we were really known for back in the day was the spot. Mm-hmm. We were sophomores at Mariloma taking over, taking over the campus. Don't walk by that spot. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, so so tell the folks about the spot. Oh man, so the spot was like the leeway into the quad, right? Yep. So it was a little bar with a tree on it. There was a whole bunch of them, but the, this is the 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 active one. This was yep. the one that was green, active. So we used to had our seats on the spot too. You couldn't sit in, if you, if you wasn't assigned to your spot on that rail. You know, you get ejected from the spot. But if you walk by that spot and you got some some sketches on or something <laughs> crazy, <laughs> something out of this world, we're gonna we're gonna rip into you. <laughs> hey, we was ruthless. Oh, hey, we, hey, we was sophomores taking over and some shit, man. We did. And, you know, it went all the way up until, you know, we had to go over to the senior steps. So we had to retire the spot. But mm-hmm. I swear to God, the relationships that we we built over there, the, the shit talking, <laughs> I will always remember that that time. It was some mm-hmm. of the best... <laughs> I would just tell my wife about that, the spot, man. Yeah. I think I tried mm-hmm. to tell my wife. She was just looking at me like I was crazy. I was like, ah, it was it was hella cool. Everybody had to walk past us. And, oh, yeah. you know, like people would try to sit there. We'd be like, nah, you can't sit here. And then they remember the, the freshmen. I think it was the freshmen. They tried to do their own little spot, like, next to us. And we had to run them up out of there. You know, I think we, we, took, we took Gus in, though. Because Gus was a New York boy. So we took him in just, just because he's from New York. We was trying to say we was from New York and look like we was from New York, you know. Timbos. Uh, yeah, the Timbs. Tell them about the Timbs. Tell them about the Timbs. Oh, man, we were the Timberland Kings, man. Every style, every, every color, color, man. Yeah. And the man, them Gore-Tex. I didn't get them Gore-Tex when you sent them to me when they redid them, man. <laughs> Jeez, I was mad. They was all sold out. I'm like, who went and got the Gore-Tex? <laughs> <laughs> man, those made it through every every piece of weather we had out here for years, man. Hey, but one other fly thing about you back then and your crew from Rosemont, pretty boy click. Oh, hell no. It was um, top notch. Top notch click. <laughs> Flyest dressers. I got my style from you. Where did this come from? How did you guys with the, the, the polos? Is that something you guys came up with? Because this is from Rosemont. And I I I, fucked, I was like, that's what I want to look like. So how <laughs> how did this come about? I guess it was a, a, a East Sac thing. You feel me? Where we was from, Rosemont. Mm-hmm. Um, Fly. God damn, y'all was fly. <laughs> and we were just heavily into hip-hop like me and you were, but we, yeah. just, we wasn't into the woo that much before we got to high school, but we were into all that hill figure and, mm-hmm. and Nautica and all of that. Those, you know, Mike was had all that Nautica yeah. hill figure stuff, so yeah. that's, we used to borrow his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out Mike Coggins down there in La Jolla. He's still balling. I've been mm-hmm. counting Mike's money since he was 18. <laughs> Doing jujitsu, man. Doing jujitsu, mm-hmm. yeah. Over there yes, putting, putting up uh, Rams tickets on the internet and shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Super Bowl tickets. I was like, this, oh, this cat over here. <laughs> Tap in uh, with him. I didn't know he's going. Yeah, man. He he out he out there. Um and, and our boy Will Milichek. Can't can't mm-hmm. can't forget Will. You know, like oh man, love Will. You know, he 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 got the two brand new kids, man. Oh yeah, he's he got some toddlers. Yeah, <laughs> I just got out of that toddler shit, man. I'm like, all right, smooth selling from here. <laughs> yeah, I'm way out of that. <laughs> oh man, so hey man, um, let me let's do a real quick top five, and then we'll we'll get to the coming in hot. Um, uh, I think it was uh, top five your favorite producers last time. Let's let's do that one again. Okay. So um, we'll start from five and work our way up. There so, you go. So five, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> you know, I like Hit Boy, the new, okay. one of the new guys. Yeah, Hit Boy. Yeah, he do all them uh, albums for Nas right now. So he's okay. one of my favorites right now. Um, DJ Quick. Mm. Um, Kanye, I gotta go yep. with Ye. Uh, what what Kanye we talking about? We talking about the, the Kanye s- West, not Ye. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you don't want the dunda 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 dunda. What O two? Whenever he came out, well, that, that pink polo. What he had the? Uh, what he had the 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 the? Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the shirt up. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, <laughs> the that, backpack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, I gotta put. I say Timberland. I put Timberland and the Neptunes kind of to get together. They got that Virginia, that crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually, let me let me take Hit Boy out and put RZA in there. Okay. <laughs> Hit Boy back at it. RZA got the fifth spot. Number one, Dr. Dre. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you you guys like to travel? Top five travel spots for the fam. Um. Number one is definitely LA. We we love LA. We're always in LA <laughs> all the time. Disneyland, <laughs> uh, Dodgers games. We're always out there. Uh, Bro, LA. my daughter, hold on, say, my daughter act like Disneyland is up the street. She'll like pack her bags <laughs> and be like, "Hey, let's go to Disneyland this weekend." Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Ain't like that, babe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number yeah. two. And then I have to go with um, <clears throat> Vegas, like mm. taking the fam to Vegas. Okay. Um, New York, when I took the fam out there, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Took my mom and kid. I took everyone to um, Harlem mm. to 125th. Okay. I took the whole family on the subway yeah. to 125th. Everyone was looking like they wanted to rob us and everything. You was I, out I there. We, I was like, we're going. I got to show my mom the Apollo. Yeah. She never seen that. Okay. So. <laughs> But yeah, um, New York, um, cruises, wherever the cruise is going is good. It don't matter. <laughs> don't get on one of them cruises right now. You'd be, be out in the middle of that ocean for two months. I was, I was, 
a couple years ago, I was stuck in a hurricane. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was stuck out there. <laughs> yeah, so, and then if I'd have to say, um, I ain't took them there yet, but Florida, we're going to have to do that soon. Okay. Miami. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, you know, like, I, I don't trust, uh, you know, like, I just have my different spots. Like, I'm in Vegas a couple times a year, L.A., of course. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I need to start. I told my wife, I was like, we need to get out of our comfort zone. We need to start hitting up these different cities, you know. Like, we go out and we visit my sister down in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. we we just stay there, you know. Like, but, yeah, there's Florida right there. Nashville's mm-hmm. over there. I still ain't been in Nashville. I sell Nashville hot chicken. <laughs> oh, you got to go out there yeah. and try that. Yeah, I got to try it out mm-hmm. one of these times. Um, okay. Top five sports teams. Big in the sports. Any sport? Any sport. Top five. Uh, Dodgers, Spurs. Um... I like the Bulls now. I'm going with the Rams. I jumped on the bandwagon last night. Rams and the New York Giants. Okay. <laughs> I'm hey, on man. the wagon. I'm on, I'm on the back of the bus. I, I cannot fuck with the Rams, bro. Like, I know I, you can't. I, man, they, you know, and I, I told everybody that was texting me last night about the Niners. I was like, we wasn't supposed to be there. Like, I'm not mad that they got as far as they did because we weren't supposed to make the playoffs. Like, yeah, that's house money, then. Yeah, that was house money yesterday. If if we had, like, a good quarterback and we went, like, you know, 15 and 3 or whatever, 15 and 2, like, mm-hmm. then I'd be pissed off. But right. for some shit that we weren't even supposed to even sniff the playoffs this year. Yeah, it was a success. Yeah, anyway, it was man. a success, man. Just get rid of Jimmy G and we met, we, we went in the pen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me correct something. I ain't really no Ram bandwagoner. I did like them back in the 80s you, when they were in L.A. I, I think so I remember I did, you I, wearing I a couple like Rams jerseys. I, so. I think you had some. We've just reunited now. That's it. <laughs> you did that St. Louis shit. Fucked you all up. No, no, I didn't do none of that. <laughs> all right, man. So, hey, this is the time where we're going to come in hot line. So, is anything that's on your mind? It could be religious. It could be political. It could be about sports. It could be about your kids. It could be about whatever you want, lie. So, lie, it is time to come in hot what you got? I would have to say, man, just love yours. Like whatever you got, love it. Don't don't be concerned about what everyone else got, and you know other people's money, other people's situation. Just be happy and content with what you got. Your stuff, because you was blessed with your stuff. So be happy with it. That's, I need that's to my hear that take. one today, baby. I needed to hear that one. Shit, mm-hmm. there you go. That was a good one. Go ahead and plug all your shit, La. Yeah, man. Um, our Habit Threads website is habit-threads.com. Um, follow us on Instagram, Habit Threads LLC, at Habit Threads LLC, and on Twitter, Instagram and Twitter. Um, Airplay underscore beats on Twitter and Instagram. So check me out, man. You still ain't fucking Appreciate with that you. Facebook, huh? Uh, nah, I'm not at all. Nah. <laughs> I can't do it, man. <laughs> hey, hey, for coming in hot, this is your boy Chef Cease. 
Make sure you subscribe to Coming In Hot wherever you listen to your podcast. You can holler directly at me, at Chef Cease on all social media, at Coming In Hot on all social media platforms. This is your week's episode. Please tune in. Tell a friend. Love you. Peace.